Good morning. This is Angela, and you're listening to Springs of Zion podcast. And I just wanted to come on today and talk about how to kindle the flame of faith. I overflow with praise when I come before you, for the anointing of your presence satisfies me like nothing else. You are such a rich banquet of pleasure to my soul. Psalm 63, verse 5. So yesterday, the Lord spoke to my soul while standing at the window, waiting for winter's beauty to arrive. I fixed my eyes on a pair of snowbirds playing among the bushes, beckoning the first snow. Each year, I'm amazed at these playful nature of these little black and white creatures. They're known as snow buntings, but here in North Idaho, we call them snowbirds. And they're little tiny birds, and they're very playful, and they always beckon winter. As soon as I see those birds, I know winter is here. And they migrate from the Arctic every winter and they tumble through the bushes and they're playful and and it's kind of fun to watch on a dark and cold day. They make winter come alive. The quietness of the morning sings within my soul like an open window to heaven, letting the Father's light brush my spirit with his voice. I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it all in. Malachi 3, verse 10. I close my eyes and immediately I'm taken up. Abba, the Father, is sitting upon his throne full of luminous light reflecting a radiant glory over a group of robed believers praying on bended knee before him. I note how their tattered, worn robes are worthy of merit as they've traveled far to reach the sacred place to pour out their souls before the Lord. I watch as each one's petition soars above their head like an eagle, floating towards God's throne. A tiny light begins to form within their hearts, ever so slowly. First, just a little orb, and then growing to become a size of a tennis ball until it fills them completely. As they pray, the light continues to grow until the entire room is filled with this beautiful, glorious light of God in heaven. I blink and and open my eyes, and I'm back standing at my window, (laughs) staring at my almost winter landscape. Only a few seconds has passed, and I catch a very a feather wing in flight. And it's those playful snowbirds again within the bushes waiting for the first snow to arrive. If we have faith in God, His grace fills all our empty places within us. The spiritual fire among the hearts that I was viewing in my vision can be seen in a person's life by the way they live. Their worn, tattered robes is evidence that they sit at the foot of Jesus, just like Mary, devoting everything in their lives to Him. It takes great faith to receive a great supply from God. If we do not have enough, the fault lies completely on us. Almost every believer is familiar with the book of Hebrews. The entire book is about having great faith. If you don't know this, get the book out and read it. I used to see 111 or 1111 on the clock, and for years prior to my awakening, 
I had no idea what these numbers meant. And I, I saw them all the time. I'd see them in the house. I'd see them in the car. The Lord was revealing himself to me. He was saying, have great faith. It brings hope to what you can't see. Hebrews 11. Now faith brings our hope into reality and becomes a foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It's all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. With great faith, our petitions of prayer forge a bonfire within our hearts that grow into a blaze for the Lord. This fire comes from God and it builds until it completely covers our hearts and minds and reaches heaven's throne. The foundation for this great faith is produced inside each one of us as we stand in spite of our circumstances, in spite of what we can see, what we feel, or what we're experiencing. You know the saying, let go, let God. Standing is that struggle. It's a big struggle, but it's the key to keeping the flame of faith burning in our life. It begins as a small flame that's forged by the Word of God, and it grows into a deep fellowship until we come to know and trust God. If indeed you remain grounded, steadfast in the faith, and are not shifted away from the hope of the gospel that you've heard, this gospel has been proclaimed in all creation under heaven, and I, Paul, have become a servant of it. Colossians chapter 1, verse 23. Paul is an amazing disciple of Christ, is he not? No matter the outcome, we have become assured that God knows every intricate detail of our lives, and he's always working. When we finally come to this place in our journey that we feel assured that God is working, and we kind of feel like we're watching our lives from a distance. This is unmovable faith. And our struggles no longer have authority over us. No power. Hallelujah. This faith spreads to discover an intimate relationship with the Spirit of God. His Spirit comes to rest upon you by guiding you to rely on God's power and providence, no matter your circumstances, because you've learned to stand. Now to each one, the manifest of the Spirit is given for the common good. To the one there is given, through the Spirit, a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. To another, prophecy. To another, distinguishing between spirits. To another, speaking in a different kind of tongue. And still another, the interpretation of tongues. And all these are the work of one Spirit, the Spirit of God. And he distributes them to each one just as he determines. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7 through 11. If you're desiring more gifts of the Spirit, read 1 Corinthians. Soak in these words. As we become, God's Word becomes woven into our hearts, your intimacy with Him grows. When we're unable to receive from the Father, we're like Martha because she was so busy with the things that she had to get done. She was annoyed that Mary sat on the foot of Jesus, did she not? 
We put our blessings on hold when we do this. This is not because the Lord has used up his power. No, it's because there's no room inside of us for God. According to your faith, be it done to you. Matthew 9, verse 29. This is the case where we're all still relying on our own selves for strength and endurance. And we continue to face one storm after another in our life. Because we, not, we have not learned to fan the flame of faith. This big secret to fan the flame of faith takes courage and the ability to overcome your ego or your self-reliance. When we give up our ego and learn to accept God's timing, God's provision, God becomes the defender of all our circumstances and He will move on your behalf. This is why I remind you to fan into the flame of spiritual gifts God gave you when I laid my hands on you. 2 Timothy verse 1 through 6. Verse one, or chapter 1, verse 6, you will, God will give you the gift of faith. It's a gift. The faith I have has been given to me by God. God has been sharing how to overcome our areas of our self or ego. So this will be a two-part message. The Spirit reminded me of an incident that occurred many years ago. I was driving down the highway, and a Jeep drives up behind me super fast, like out of nowhere, honking wildly. This wasn't just like a single honk. This went on for a couple hundred feet. And I wasn't sure what was happening. It was so erratic. My initial response was, I'm going to make this crazy person wait. But then I felt a pause in my spirit. Because I was driving like 60 miles an hour on this two-lane highway. It was dangerous. So I humbled myself and moved my car over to the right of the lane's edge to let this driver pass. I thought, well, maybe there's an emergency or something. No. Nope, this driver just wanted to pass me. I mean, all the way into town. This car never really got further ahead of me. I could see him. I was shocked by the danger this driver caused, could have caused. And the Lord said, Angela, this is what happens to those who refuse to humble themselves. The enemy wildly comes up behind them and runs them off the road. What's the secret? The secret is to yield. I yielded to this person. I didn't want to. I felt like, no. (laughs) But I felt the, I, I fought the urge. And every time we fight the urge, our pride does not win. And the enemy is not allowed in. The gate is not open. Get out of the way so Lord, the Lord can protect us and defend us. The gate of pride opens. The enemy comes wildly in, right? God's providence combined with our faith, will not only destroy our open gates and walls of Jericho, it'll even part the Red Sea. When we can't see a way within our circumstances, we have to look to Jesus. God always has a way. That's why we're told in His Word, He's the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6. I love this truth. It actually takes my anxiety. I When I'm like, I don't know what to do, God, I'm just giving this to you. And sometimes I have to do it like a hundred times a day. It frees us of our anxiety, our thoughts, our concerns. And we just take them to the presence of the Lord. Psalms 37, 7. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for Him to act. After we pray, we just need to patiently expect Him. And he will act on our behalf. It never, ever looks the way we think it's going to look. He makes all these things work out for those who love him. Romans 8, 28. In the book of John, Jesus calls the disciples from the shore. 
because they're out in that boat fishing and they're unaware who's calling him until they are face to face with him. And his power not only gives them instructions, but he provides a huge bounty of fish for them in their, pro- in their poverty. John 21, 4. He's calling you. Come to his shore, you guys. I've learned, and I urge you to anticipate this too, you to anticipate breakthroughs. Let go of your self-reliance and your own understanding so God's power can shine through. If you can't make something happen, it's not the enemy. It's God. Wait and have just know God is working and everything will work out. It always does. Come on. If you want to try this out, train yourself. The perfect example, well, there's two here. If you want to try it out and see, you know, am I letting God or am I on my own using my ego, my pride working, my self-assurance? Go to Costco or a busy shopping center, especially during the holiday season. And while you're driving around looking for a parking space, how many other multiple peoples are doing this too, right? So you're fighting for the next person to pull out after they've loaded their groceries, Do you rush in and take that spot, even though you can see person across the way waiting for that spot too? If you rush in and you don't yield to that person, your ego is still in action. This happens in the grocery store too. You know, all the checkers are full and you're looking for the right checker stand to like, okay, which one's the fastest? I always look at, okay, which one's the most efficient? I get in that line. And there's somebody behind, I have a whole cart and somebody behind me has like two things. I let that person go. But in the past, I did not. (laughs) And you know, when I let that person go, a checker will show up unexpectedly and say, hey, come on. And they'll take me to their new line almost every time. Try it. This is yielding. This is yielding to your ego. And then... If you want, you can pray. Lord, when I get to Costco today, can you provide a parking space so I don't have to fight with people? And guess what? You'll just pull in and you'll be like, here's a space. And we never cease from praying. In all our ways, acknowledge God. He will guide our path and make provisions for us. Way better than anything that we can ever manage. Right down to simple parking spaces, you guys. God is continually making me and breaking me. And I just keep thanking God for his work. This is how we abide in him and become closer to Jesus. God knew what he was doing from the very beginning. He decided from the onset to shape the lives of those who love him along the same lines as the life of his son, Jesus. Jesus stood first in the line of humility and humanity, and he restored it. He We see the original intended shape of our lives through Jesus himself. After God made that decision of what his children should be like and look like, he followed it up by calling people by name. After he called them by name, he set them on a solid basis with him. And then after getting them established, he stayed with them to the end, gloriously completing what he had begun. Romans 8, 29 and 30. In our waiting period, we shall continue to maintain our trust in God, for He he always has a plan. We just need to align ourselves with Him. When we wait on Him, we are sitting in His supernatural provisions for breakthroughs and upgrades. Every effort is necessary 
for us to cease striving in our flesh. It takes everything we have to rest in God's fuel of grace and wisdom. I've always, I'm always astonished of how God accomplishes what He wants to accomplish. I'm always surprised. I shouldn't be, but I am. I'm provided not only a stronger faith through this, but I receive a deep feeling of joy in the process of God's work. This is our union with Christ, established by faith and rooted in our devotion to Christ. In the same way you receive Jesus, our Lord and Messiah by faith, continue your journey in faith to further your union with Him. Your spiritual roots go deeper into His life as you continue to infuse with strength and courage in every way. For you are established in faith. You have absorbed and enriched by your devotion to God. Colossians 2, 6-7 through 7. Let us be the sons and daughters of God who carry the spiritual flame of faith burning for Christ, no matter our circumstances or the times that we're living. So Lord, I just want to thank you today for my listeners and for all the struggles to get me here today, because that has made my faith strong. I know God's will will be done in my life and yours. I have that faith. And when we let go and let you, God, we just praise you for your son, Jesus. We love him. We love you, God. And we love this journey. No matter our circumstances, we are thankful that you are defending us in all ways. And we thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I hope you have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.